What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are live right now on the LiveMana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, powered by E360 TV. So that means on your smart TVs, uh, go look for the E360 TV app. You may have to search it, or it may already be there, but then you'll be able to find our network there and our lineup of broadcasts. Uh, so grateful for the people that are on our network. We have some amazing, amazing human beings. Uh, so you want to check them out, but also thank you for being here. Thank you for checking out our content there. Um, anyway, so just absolutely blessed to see you here wherever you're watching from, whether it's social media or our network. Thank you. Thank you for those listening on the radio and the podcast network. Uh, your support means a lot, to not, not just to myself, but our entire team. So God bless you. Um, we are in for a really interesting and fun broadcast, I believe. Um, I've actually been a silent follower um, and supporter and also just somebody that has been amazed by our guest journey. Um, he's somebody that I find absolutely intriguing. Uh, and frankly, I don't even know that much about him other than what he's posted and just reading some of his thoughts. He's a very introspective thinker, and we don't necessarily always agree with everything, but that's part of why I like him. Um, I don't need everybody to agree with me <laughs> or life would get really, really boring and my ego would get so big I wouldn't be able to walk up my stairs. So I appreciate different thoughts. I appreciate different perspectives. But the fact is this, in the end, it's about people's heart. And for all the people that can talk about the different faiths and different belief systems, all of that, whether whether it's important or not to you, it, it doesn't really as matter as much to me. Um, I really, really look at people's hearts, and that to me is what um, I gravitate towards. And if somebody has a beautiful heart and they're sharing beauty with the world, I'm going to be drawn to that. Um, and and really, with any faith, and like I've had some people criticize me because I am a man of faith, but I'll have different belief people of different belief systems on these broadcasts, and 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 I think that that's healthy. I really think that that's healthy. In fact. I wish the church for, allowed questions from the audience. Instead of just accepting everything we hear, let's ask questions, especially when we feel something in our spirit that doesn't feel right. It's okay to ask questions. And if, if anyone ever tells you it's not okay, then they're probably hiding something. So one of the things I appreciate about our guest, Christopher, uh, Christopher Kaysen, Christopher D. Kaysen, is that he doesn't shy away from sharing his own thoughts and his own beliefs. And they're really interesting and they're well thought out and they're heartfelt. And I appreciate that. But he, there's so much more to him than that. And I'm excited to get to know him because uh, frankly, I don't, like I said, I don't know a lot about it. Um, so anyway, you guys are in for a treat. Um, we have a, run a commercial here in just a second, but I wanna give a shout out really quick to Bod Company. Uh, my friend Allie runs this amazing organization. And if you're looking to get fit, if you're super busy, you don't know what to eat. You have challenges and just breaking through, whether it's building muscle, losing fat, uh, just getting fit, becoming more athletic. Uh, she is somebody that I highly recommend, and she's got an amazing program. So check her out. Also want to give a shout out to Pathwater. Uh, go to drinkpathwater.com. You can use promo code Joshua T. Berglund uh, to save 20% and also get free shipping anywhere in the United States. Why do I love Pathwater? Look, at this point, there's a lot of water that tastes good. And there really is. But their mission is what matters to me. And that's fighting against plastic pollution because plastic pollution is a problem. And those of you, like I'm in Minnesota right now, 
So I'm a little bit far from the ocean, but we are surrounded by lakes. And there's nothing worse and more disgusting to me than seeing plastic bottles floating all over the lakes. And also even when the ocean, because plastic gets into, you know, I mean, the, the, the wildlife eats it and that affects us too. So plastic pollution is a problem other than aesthetically being ugly. It's a problem that it really affects our health too, um, other than just taking a dump all over God's creation. So I love Pathwater because this is a reusable bottle. I've This one looks like a homicide victim at this point. Uh, I've used it so much, but frankly, it's reusable. And we're going to save and repurpose plastic any way we can. But this isn't plastic. Uh, this is actually aluminum and uh, reusable. So check them out, drinkpathwater.com. Again, use promo code Joshua T. Berglund, and you'll save on your order. Uh, also, thank you to State and Liberty for the suit. Uh, you can go to stateandliberty.com and use promo code Joshua T. Berglund and save 15% on any of your orders, they have amazing customer service, amazing clothes that are well-fitting, especially for people that are built a little bit different and oddly shaped or even athletic, um, because sometimes fitting into a suit off the rack is kind of impossible. So check them out. All right, guys, ladies, we, we <laughs> jumped ahead. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for your support of the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation and our multimedia broadcast network. We'll be right back after this. Everybody, my name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you uh, for being here. So today we're in for a treat. Um, Christopher D. Kaysen uh, is somebody that is he's truly, truly inspiring. Um, and one of the things that I love about him the most, other than being deeply introspective and being a deep thinker, also being an artist, is to me he is somebody that has taken what others look at as a disability. Um, and used it uh, to be a gift. I think that he has found strength in what is perceived as a weakness. And to me, I honor that. I honor that because not only for my own life, um, having DID and even though God is healing me, um, it is something that I obviously dealing with that growing up and, and even in my adult life was really, really challenging. But 
for me, uh, God has really helped turn it into to a strength for me and something that has become a blessing and even a superpower. And for Christopher, uh, be, being diagnosed autistic and living this, he has learned to thrive with it. And to me, that is inspiring and using, again, what has been perceived as a weakness for to be used as a strength, but also not just the strength, but to also use it to be a blessing for others. So I am truly honored to have Christopher on the show today. So you guys give him a warm welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher D. Kaysen. How you doing, man? Hey there, Josh. How's it going? I'm good. It's good to see you. I'm glad that we're finally getting to do this. Uh, before we get into everything else, what are you grateful for today and why? Well, as usual, I was overthinking it, but sometimes the answer is just very simple, and that's just being able to wake up today. What? So why do you care about waking up? Because it's just a new, brand new opportunities that could come my way. And when there's so many people that are just going to sleep for the final time, and that just means it's just another blessing given to me to be able to do do something today. I can appreciate that. And that is true. It, it, I find it um, amazing when we do wake up in the morning and those mornings that we wake up and like, oh, it's a new day and we're rested and we almost forget about the night before that maybe we were a little stressed out. Maybe we're exhausted from the day. Maybe we got depressed because what we were hoping for didn't happen. But then that having that rest allows us just to get renewed and to be able to seize a new day, to wear ourselves out all over again and do it again, to be able to make ourselves available to receive that blessing. Um, I, I think that's pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm glad that you answered that. So you've been up all night other than you, you work the night shift right now. And yeah, but just I, I find that. I want to tell you why I admire this, because really that what you do all night long is not your purpose. It's not your gifting. It's none of that. But yet you're paying the price now to be able to keep your dream alive. Why don't you talk about your dream and what it is that you are doing in the world? Uh, how the. Yeah, it's, it's just my mind freezing up on me overthinking these kind of things because the way I kind of interpreted with, you know, having autism when thinking of something, it's like, you know, the remember the um, the Matrix Reloaded towards the, near the end of the movie with Neo in that lighthouse with all the TV showing every single expression, every single possible thing. Sometimes when you ask me a question, sometimes it's like that times a hundred and it just takes me a while to just filter through all, all of them. So I have to slow down and while everyone else tends to just pick whatever the first thing comes to mind instead. So I, I contribute that to part of my deep thinking just, but anyway, back to your question going off topic, but <clears throat> I just want to, I just want people to just, not view their autism or whatever disability as a curse and just see it as, you know, maybe there's some sort of gift in this. What can I give to the world that's unique on, just for me having this instead of 
just any other persons and just to be able to just get out of their comfort zone and just be the best person they can be regardless of it. So for me, um, it first started off with me just realizing that I'm not my label for one thing. Amen. And that's more based on what's going on in here rather than just that actual reality of it. just, we tend to have a habit of just being stuck in our own heads and just believing that we're the thoughts that just come in and out by themselves already. So, <clears throat> so it just, it just, um, and I always had that thinking back of wanting to go more of an entrepreneur around being on my own, being a bit more independent, but just really didn't know how because I grew up in <clears throat> not the best circumstances financially, but uh, so I, at, so at first I wanted to create video games before not just get like a desk job where I just slave away making someone else's dream come true when I want to make my own dream come true. <clears throat> but, man, my life story just feels like it's like a really, would be a really long novel. So it's so hard for me to compress it. But eventually I just decided, you know what, go with photography because at the time I just got out of like a, like surgery after surgery and being bed bedridden because of it. And eventually I just started trying to get myself to go cycling just to get myself a little bit more fit. And then I just noticed all the beauty around me that I've always just disregarded just going along the country roads when everyone else just steams on through, just wanting to get to their routine and just seeing how much of a, how much life there is out there and that increased even more with me taking photos with a smartphone so that's how i got started with photography just being able to share this at first with nature and landscape prints but again at the same time i knew absolutely zero about business so i was just going about things haphazardly and eventually it, i just got to a point where i just wanted to go the entrepreneurial route where, so that I can teach others on the autistic spectrum how to go the entrepreneurial route and just become more independent, have more faith in themselves, that they are capable, and to just tell the others that basically saying you can't do this and this because of that, but just the hell with them. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, that, and that eventually um, eventually did lead to a competition which you, you know about about um <clears throat> called the next impactor and i wasn't sure at at, at first to jump jump in because i was still rather nervous about getting on my shell at times i feel like i'm always going to be kind of like that but you know whatever <laughs> just more obstacles to have fun jumping over so i just went in with the thought of you know, if we're going to be so attached to our labels, then how about a label that teaches us that to look at our ability instead of focusing on the disability of more of 
okay, instead of focusing on what we can't do, what we can do. And that's kind of where the whole autism, the autism thing came out of. And it was, it was definitely a trial going, going through that, but you know what? I didn't make it to fourth place. And then I wanted to apply all the, all that knowledge, especially from the the coach of my team, which we both know very well, uh, Jason. Uh, But then the whole shutdown happened with 2020. (laughs) And it was like another huge hard lesson of learning to adapt, which I feel like I've basically been doing my whole life because I've, I don't know, I just never experienced what normalcy is because that's just, I was born into being different, you know, what people consider different. So I'm, I'm, you know. Let me ask you something, Christopher. Have, with the challenges that you had growing up and then when the world was presented with an equal challenge and that's navigating COVID, Hmm. did you find opportunity in that? Because you're already used to very un- um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, I mean, you deal with different circumstances day in, day out that other people would never even consider as a possibility for their lives. And now here it is, like you've been try, you've been tested every which way I would imagine. Um, yeah. and then now all of a sudden the world has, is presented with the same challenge. When you saw that, maybe not right away, but at, at, at maybe even on, on the early stages, did you find the opportunity or did you just look at it as, well, crap, here's another challenge I've got to deal with? I just looked at what tools I had, had right in front of me instead of just going, oh, oh, woe is me. Because at the time I purchased like a new piece of camera equipment, which came at a really bad time because I was in debt. <laughs> And you know how the interest is with that. So I just, I didn't really have time to go woe is me like I did in the past. I just focused on, okay, what do I have that maybe I could test things, maybe see if they go anywhere. So before then, um, I had a have a podcast that I decided, okay, maybe I'll delve a little bit more into this. Maybe something will come out, come out of that, or maybe try some something else, just something that isn't leaving myself into a pity party and a sense of victimization because people were getting all um, the whole thing being new to them of being stuck indoors and stuck in the homes when for a good chunk of my life I've basically been very reclusive and spent a lot of my time just staying in my bedroom in the first place so that feeling wasn't exactly new to me i know i didn't like it but um again i already i already knew what the feeling what the typical thing was and just it's just a matter of you know dipping back into that knowledge and just figuring out what to do from there yeah christopher is what would if this is a two-part question What comes easier for you than you would say that you would assume most normal people? Because I know you can't put yourself really in other people's shoes because you have never walked in them. You've only walked in your own. But what comes easy for you with autism? 
And what is a challenge that you face every day that other people may not understand? Um, that's a good question. Um, Take your time. I guess part of it with people take for granted is, you know, just being able to go up to someone and just being able to talk so casually when for me, it's almost like a, like a huge barrier. Cause before I had my own little revelation of not being the label, it was difficult for me. It felt like a, like a huge epic just to be able to do something as simple as being able to call and order a pizza to be delivered it just felt like it was just over overwhelming and extremely nervous extremely shy that <laughs> it's alarms um <clears throat> and for me um the advantages i guess just to be able to see things from a much different perspective than everyone else with all kinds of things because you already like you already said i'm i could be a bit of a deep thinker so sometimes i just be able to view things in a much different light that people don't always think of because i I've, I've always viewed the world dif differently since birth yeah is it hard for you and to and, uh, and i i was just about to add, sorry sorry go ahead i was not just uh seeing the world differently, but just experiencing the world differently. Because it just kind of feels like all my senses are, can be rather sensitive because for the long time, when I was very little, I refused to wear socks because I couldn't stand the texture of it at first. So stuff like... <clears throat> and, and being a very picky eater because I couldn't stand the texture of like grapes, for example. So it's just, huh. just, just a huge different way of how I experience the world that I have no idea how it is for anyone else. Cause, uh, I was, I just wasn't born that way. Yeah. Is, is it hard? Is it challenging for you to be able to trust other people? Be, not, not so much because of the typical, there's so much mistrust and, you know, in the world, but, because you are a deep thinker, like when people say things to you or maybe make promises to you, do you latch on to that as something really, really solid and just basically over-examine what's been said to you to the point that you create doubt within yourself? Or what's it like for you? Um, I guess another thing with autism is that we tend to take things very literally when someone speaks to us. So Sometimes I have to take a step back, step back and just say, okay, is it, is he being literal or is it a joke or is it really so meaning a different way? So. Yeah. I, 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 I 100% relate to that, but from the DID side of things, hmm. um, and it's a challenge. And like when I, what the way I've learned to trust people is, I am, if I, if I kind of like, oh, I don't know about this, like, <laughs> I think you're full of crap. Or, or if you say something that I, I take 
one way and I don't like it, like I'll ask for clarification. But the other thing that I do is I'll set a boundary like immediately. And this is relatively new thing for me. But I, I'll say I'm choosing to trust you now. Um, but I just want you to know that I like I'm very this is very important to me, trust and communication. Mm -hmm. And if you lie to me, like I'll never forget it. Like I'll never be able to to let you back in. So it's very important. And like, I would rather you be honest with me and tell me that you hate my face or you don't like me or anything else. Like I would trust you more with that and love you more with that than I would you trying to deceive me. Mm -hmm. And, and part of that is for my own protection, but also when people lie and manipulate and hurt, that has always been a massive trigger for me that would cause me to switch to one of my other altars that are mm -hmm. not so nice, that are not they're, you know, kind of scary. Some of them, some of them are just playful idiots, but <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a sinister direction it can go too. Hmm. but also, um, and, and so it's, I don't want to lash out at people and hurt people, but when you, when people battle with disassociation or they take everything you say, literally, I'm like that too. When people say something, it's literal to me. I don't hmm. always pick up on the sarcasm. And so I established that boundary because it's, it's for my own sanity too. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's so important for me to know what's real because so much of my life, I wasn't sure. And that has helped me heal. And it, my wife was telling me last night that she goes, I used to never understand stood. I used to never understand why you would tell people and make it clear at the front just be honest with me. That's mm. all you have to be. You can tell me the worst news ever, but just be honest. And 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 she's now starting to understand why. But it's also it's been the very one of the very things that's helped me heal. So that's why I was asking those questions because there's so many similarities. Autism and DID are different, but there are mm. some similarities with how we uh, how we help ourselves function at a high level. So I really, really appreciate you sharing that. I want to ask you, um, like growing up, like your earliest memories, can you tap into that and, and kind of share with how you saw the world at your earliest memories? Because obviously now as an adult, we've already established that you see the world differently. But as a child, where everyone just assumes children are the same. I mean, yeah, there's different behaviors yeah. and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. they want to lump children as, well, they're just children. Hmm. But when you're a child and you already see the world differently, can you talk about what that's like? Well, for one thing, I had difficulty with understanding social norms because it seemed like everyone just assumed I already knew them when I didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> and... um <clears throat> and like and like I said before, the senses with not wanting to wear socks and and just um, loud noises, uh, fluorescent lighting from like supermarkets can really set me off. Because to really describe it, it's almost like I, from viewing it now, it seems like I just take in more information than then my brain can process fast enough because the way I like to 
view it as that everyone else is the Windows operating system while people with autism are on the, uh, well, they call it autism spectrum uh, disorder, uh, ASD, but it's almost uh, like we're we're Linux, where all these different things, we just process things differently than the usual way. And that's not because there's something wrong with us. It's just the way we are. That's just the way our brains are wired at, at birth. But some people just can't seem to understand that. And um, I certainly had to deal with that, uh, especially with bullying, sometimes from other kids. Sometimes it kind of felt like it was from other adults or even teachers. And it just kind of put me in a bit of a dark, a little bit of a dark place and a little bit, a um, little bit of resentment of just not wanting to go, go to school. And, you know, my mother and my late mother did her best to, you know, being able to help raise me the best she could. She went out, she went to read a couple books by a autism advocate who's also on the spectrum named Temple Grandin, uh, just to help understand my autism and then gave gave those books to like the special ed teacher in order for her to understand me and give, do the, do the best she could with me. And unfortunately not everyone at the school had the same kind of viewpoint there. Some just want to view, viewed me as a, just an undisciplined child that deserves whatever punishment I get. And there was a, and just like clashing between my parents and the school system to the point where they even considered the lawyer at one point, I, I recall one time, because it just seemed like they just had the attitude of, oh, we have all, oh, there's nothing wrong with the way we teach. It's always your fault if you can't learn, learn it. So... <laughs> Well, that's the education. The education system as a whole is flawed for people that have autism or not. Yeah, um, there's a lot of especially gifted children out there that are being robbed of operating in their gifting because of the curriculum in public schools. So <laughs> it it's screw it's screwy either way. But I would imagine for you know yourself that that is and other children with autism and even mm-hmm. adults that is a oh, real I- challenge and. You know, or even people that aren't on the on the spectrum. Since I recall a, a friend of mine, which is kind of almost a rarity because we have trouble making friends. So a lot of times we tend to just sit alone at the at during lunchtime. But he recalled even told by like the council at the time she retired, but of how his of how she doesn't have that much faith facing them and really getting them up that much. And then when he went to another school and got much higher grades, he just went back to him and just pointed out the grades saying, hey, uh, it isn't because I have any problems with it. It's because you just suck at teaching. (laughs) (laughs) And she she wasn't happy about being, having her own BS thrown back in the face. But yeah. Yeah, I... That's, you know, and I think that's why it's so important to have compassion, because regardless of how we we grow up and how the whether we grow up rich, poor, 
regardless of our race, regardless of sexuality, regardless of religion. The fact is that we're all born into different situations and yeah. no, no situation is the same. It may, they may mirror each other a little bit, but they're not the same. Mm -hmm. And so therefore people's perspectives are going to be different. Therefore the things that they share, the things that they believe, um, all that's going to be different too. And yet we reject different at every way possible instead of celebrating differences, which is, well, we were all created unique for a reason. And yet at the same time, we've bastardized people that are different. When again, I believe it should be celebrated. And there's so much that we can learn from people that have different challenges. We all go through challenges in life. Some are more unique than others. That said, it doesn't change the, the fact that God has a plan for our life and that plan is awesome. And we all get an opportunity to walk that path, to walk towards our destiny. And again, the hardships, the challenges that we face, I believe that we were all designed and created to be able to not only face those challenges, but overcome them. And that's why I find what you're doing so inspiring, because it's not easy. It can't be easy mm -hmm. for you. And, and, it, and, it, and then entering a competition with other people, the world's, it was not world's greatest motivator, what, what the greatest impactor. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a subjective thing about who's really the greater impactor, because hmm. even with that, like you said, you got fourth place, but, you know, I, and I know a lot of the stories that were there. The fact is everyone that was there had a different kind of impact on everyone that witnessed it. And like hmm. your impact, um, and from what I know about your journey and your story, probably has a more significant impact on me than any of the other stories that were shared. And here's why is because I also grew up seeing the world differently. I was different. I never felt I belonged. I thought I was from another freaking planet. Maybe I am and I'm okay with that, but I, and now I can celebrate it because it's given me confidence and, and I love the path that I get to live on, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't come with those moments of, well, wanting to put a gun to my head because I think I'm insane and I belong and I, I think I belong in an insane asylum, not recently, but I mean, I've had that. I've, I've had those moments of going, I don't belong here. What am I doing? This, this, this path that God has put me on that I'm following is ridiculous because it's making everyone think I'm absolutely nuts, but it's actually the furthest thing from the truth. It's the only path that I'm, that I wish I would have walked my entire life now, because now I recognize that, those differences are by design and it's a good thing. Can, um, I, can I ask you, can I yeah. ask you a question? Anything. Um, when you said about you wish you could have done something different, if, if it really was different, would you still be the same person that you were today with those same lessons? Oh, oh. And if I said, I, listen, I wouldn't change a single thing about my life now. Mm. I mean, there was times that I wish I could not now. I listen, I'm, I can great. I can honestly say that I'm grateful I have HIV. I can say I'm grateful I battled my sexuality. I can say I'm grateful I went to jail six times. I can say I'm grateful that I OD'd six times. I can say all of the bad things that I did, I'm grateful for because of how I get to use it now. That to me is God's grace. And why I celebrate my faith the way I do is because that's what delivered me from it. And, and I don't, but again, I don't expect everyone to believe like me. And I don't want them to. In fact, 
In fact, everyone that ever tried to make me believe like them made me run the other way. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't change a single thing now. I wouldn't, even where I'm at now, do I want more? Do I expect more? Do I have a big vision that I haven't achieved yet? Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, I know I'm at where I'm at exactly in this moment for a reason. And I'm grateful for that because the journey is awesome. Getting to, getting to go on the journey and pursue what we were created to do, to me, is the coolest thing ever. Like that is the greatest gift of life, especially after living the life of evil that mm -hmm. I lived. And look, doesn't mean that I, even after turning my life around, that I didn't do a little bit more evil and hurt other people. I did because I'm not perfect. And I've been on a healing journey. But, you know, I've also, because of the healing, have known well enough to go, I screwed up. Will you forgive me? And ask for forgiveness. And while I can't control who forgives me, I can at least control the act of asking for forgiveness and forgiving other people that have hurt me. And also forgiving yourself as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and now that part of it, I I that was the hardest. I was the hardest person that I had to forgive because mm. it's man. I'll I'll give you an example. I mean, there's a million examples that I could give. A million. I mean, there and most of them are in our book. But <laughs> the the one example that I can think of is that I dated a girl for almost three years. Um, her son, she had an autistic son. And I hated, first of all, I was in no condition to be a boyfriend. I wasn't even conditioned to take care of myself. So the last thing I should have ever done was be in a relationship, much less a relationship with a child, even less a relationship with a woman who had a young autistic son. And I resented the process. Christopher, I, I resented it because I didn't understand. I had my own demons. I was so wrapped up in my own selfish, narcissistic bullcrap and my own pain and my own self-hatred and everything else. Like I wasn't like I think about the man I am now with the children I have. And I'm like, I am so grateful that I get to experience their love. But looking back at it on those years of of, of and it being in that relationship, like. I was awful. I mean, not only did I cheat on her and do all that other stuff, but I was, I robbed myself the opportunity to experience the blessing and the gift that her son was because he is, and he was then and he is now, but I didn't have the eyes or the heart to even see it. And while I wish that I could look at those things and go, man, I'd change that if I could. Having not experienced it, I would not have the heart that I have for other people now, having not done all that bullcrap. You only acted on what you knew back then. Yeah, which was a lot of evil, but <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but I've, you know, I've, and I have such an appreciation, um, you know, like for you, because when you're vocal about things that people don't understand, it, it almost feels as isolated. I mean, I actually want to ask you this question. I don't want to assume this is way for you, but you know, you grew up and you were isolated, as you said, and you know, relationships and, and all that was hard. And I, that I relate to that a hundred percent again, for different reasons, but I relate to it. But what I have found in sharing my journey, my healing journey, and like walking all this stuff out very publicly 
is actually it's made me want to isolate more than when I was isolating uh, when I was, you know, a chem sex addict and abusing drugs and everything else under the sun um, for all those years. Like I was in the shadow world, the deep shadow. world. Mm. But now where I'm working to do the right thing and be light and, and love for other people. Well, I, I find myself wanting to isolate more, but I don't. But I battle that because even like I did a live today uh, at the gym and like what I shared afterwards, I'm like, OK, I know I was led to share that. I know I was supposed to share that. But all I want to do now is go in the closet, lock the door and hide for the next two days. Like that's how it feels for me. But I know I can't do that for you coming out and sharing your journey and talking about this and and just and helping other people understand do you feel more vulnerable and do you feel the desire to isolate more now or do you find this to be freeing for you? I'm always going to have that feeling of wanting to be isolated. It's just, I just accept it as just part of the autism, but at the same time, I don't exactly let it truly define me. I just view it as, okay, this is just how it is. So, mm-hmm. and I've just, like I said, long journey for me since, you know, coming out of that, I wouldn't have been surprised if I went to a doctor, I, I would have been not diagnosed depression and then just given a bunch of pills, which is why I didn't in the first place, because I already figured out early on that you can't give it depression just by pill popping. It just doesn't go, go away like that. It's more like a bandaid over a festering wound and you just have to eventually just face yourself and everything so it took a very long time for me and as for uh telling more of my story it felt like more of a small trick office because you know of course those trust trust issues are after being bullied they're going to come out come up and rear its ugly head but it, it was eventually around the next impact that I really felt like I was actually like vomiting it all out, just getting it all out for a change instead of always feeling like I want to hold it in because I felt like no one wants to hear, hear it, you know? Well, you know what I've learned? A lot of people don't want to hear the truth, but they need to hear it. Yeah. And, and eventually they'll have, and, and, and sometimes it feels like you're just pushing against a giant brick wall, an immovable object. And, but then all of a sudden you open one person's ears and then you help them understand. And then you've given them the gift of being able to understand. Therefore they can help other people understand. For instance, if they hear someone that's teasing or mocking somebody that's different, they're able to have a different perspective and you've done that for them. And then they do it for someone else and they do it for someone else. The impact that you have, Christopher, is something that is, is probably going to be slow moving because, you know, autism is very challenging to understand. Um, as a DID, we I relate again to you on this and it's not the same thing, but it, I relate to you so much with this. And, and yet it's the, it's one of the toughest mountains to climb. Yet at the same time, you're taking something that was meant to try to disable you, 
to shut you down, to keep you from achieving your destiny, and you're still doing it anyway. And whether they're small little steps that you're taking or giant leaps or diving, it doesn't matter. The fact is that you're moving forward and you're doing Persistent action. Huh? Persistent action. Yes. And you're committed to that persistent action. And that is going to serve you a long way, not just serve you, but it's going to serve the people that you were created to impact. Mm -hmm. And the impact that you have, brother, is bigger than you'll ever know. And I, and I pray that, you know, that you continue to be strengthened, to keep on fighting, to keep on going, and that you're also blessed with all of the resources that you need to be able to have the global impact that you were created to have. Um, you know, the thing is, that's cool that not only that you're an artist and you, you know, you love photography, um, you are very well spoken. You've got a cool look. You're very marketable. Like there's big opportunities available for you. And, and that I, I believe with all my heart, man, that, that you are going to do great things with. And I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. I, I'm just speaking this into your life because I believe it with all my heart. And the thing is, I know you've heard it before. Um, and, but it's true. And the reason why I felt led to have you here is other than the fact that I find you interesting um, and I appreciate your viewpoint and perspective on life, but also it's because I believe in you. And, and, it's, and I really feel that in my heart that, that God has a very, very special plan for your life. And I don't even know really what your beliefs are and they don't matter to me. The fact is that I know that you are going to do something extraordinary in this world and you're just the process has started and it's exciting for me to watch. I'm actually kind of speechless right now, so I'm not sure what to say. You don't need to say anything um, at all. Just mm -hmm. know that what I'm saying to you is true and um, it, it's a hundred percent true. So man, I listen, I, um, I want you to be encouraged and I want you to encourage that. I also want you to be encouraged that the work that you're doing now, it does matter. It's going to matter in a big way. And that will be revealed to you sooner than later. Um, and if not already. I encourage you to keep going. Well, yeah, it's look, the things our life has been written, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, and I believe that you're mm -hmm. on the path that aligns with that life that was destined for you. And so anything that we can do, um, you know, to, to whether it's if you have questions or anything like that, if we can help guide you or if you're just curious, like I'm, I'm happy uh, to do that. This is where I find joy is being able to help other people. And if it's direct them, because um, I know what this path is like, the one that you're on. And again, it's a little bit different, but it's still the path to destiny. And I know this path and I know the one when you're when everyone's going this direction and you go that direction what you're doing, um, I, 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 one, find that inspiring, but two, I, I've, I, I, I'm, that's the life I'm living too. And so anything that we can ever do to be supportive of you, we will. Well, again, kind of put on the spot. Um, you, know. you don't need to say anything. Yeah. And this is, look, <clears throat> you'll know when it's time. Like yeah. this will process in your own time. 
But you know, yeah, especially with led. especially with everything being so new to me, and especially with the way the world is just constantly moving moving forward. So it could get overwhelming so at times, but but so are you. You're moving yeah. forward with it. And here's the thing. You're doing more than 80% of the world right now. Like whatever pace that you think you're moving at, you're doing 80% more. I mean, I'm sorry. You're doing more than 80% are because there's a people that are sitting around waiting for Jesus to return, doing nothing. There's people sitting around waiting Netflix for and chill. to save them. There's people just waiting around, waiting, doing nothing. Yeah. And you're walking out your faith. You're pursuing what you were created to. And that in itself should inspire the world because you're doing more than a majority of the world. Yeah, that's definitely true, especially with this uh, latest one where, you know, um, I believe it's around 8% of people on the spectrum tend to either be... Uh, underemployed or unemployed so a lot of them end up living with their parents relatives sometimes even for the rest of their lives but for me i just saw this whole great resignation thing going on in america and i just saw an opportunity to just finally make that move move out because um it was just getting anxiety filled at well where i used to live and it was kind in a way I felt like I was kind of using it as an excuse to hold me back a bit. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go move half halfway across the continent. Just, you know, just go for it. Just get an Airbnb for a while while you get, while you get something, some sort of job to pay the bills, whatever it is. And, I kept expecting it to take me a month or possibly even more, but I end up just putting my entire faith in it and it ended up being like less than a month. And I'm just thinking, okay, what next here? What next there? And that's kind of where <laughs> I am today, just figuring stuff out just with everything being so new, but at the same time, whatever you're aiming for, it's always going to be new. It's always going to be, scary but that's just part of fun just just fun of just figuring out what your role is in this divine play in the first place instead of expecting every everything to be spoken for you hmm. that's just part of god's little fun i guess you could say yeah it is of making the script yeah i'm um yeah I, I love that, man. I admire your courage. And um, like I said, when it's time, anything we can do to support you, we will. Christopher, why don't you let the audience know where they can uh, follow you, follow your journey, follow your photography, your your wisdom and your introspection and introspection. Is that a word? Um, introspection. Uh, any, yeah, thank you. Um, let everyone know where they can find you. Well, um, I'm still in the midst of redesign the website i still have some kinks to work out but as soon as it launches it's, it's christopher casson.com c-a-s-s-o-n um the photography website is up but since i'm in the middle of moving everything uh 
and that's uh, castandphotography.com. I'm still working on other stuff such as the website for the podcast, which is through Autistic Eyes, uh, T-H-R-U, Autistic Eyes, where you could just uh, learn more about my perspective of the world by me just interviewing a bunch of people with me getting to know them and them knowing me so that we could see that it's it's not two different worlds. It's just two different perspectives of the same world, yeah. really. And um, I'm, I'm still working on the like, uh, website for autism to autism since I still have everything else I need to work through on top of maintaining being able to, to still live here. But it's just part, part of life and you just have to adapt to it the best you can. And that's Man, the biggest lesson for me with autism. You just have to accept that it's all about adapting to life and that bad things are going to happen, but so are the good things. And without mm-hmm. the bad, how can you recognize what is good? <laughs> that's gospel, bro. That is gospel. Christopher, thank you for being here, my man. And I want to encourage you, keep going, keep doing the things that, I know you got to you know, pay the bills and it's expensive where you live, but keep pursuing, keep doing something every day to move your destiny forward. Because I assure you that God's plan for you is awesome. And I'm excited to continue watching your journey, uh, to support your journey. And, uh, you know, just grateful to, to know you, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you again for having me up here. Of course, brother. I will see you soon, my man. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. I, I said Kaysen, Christopher Kasson, uh, Christopher D. Kasson. Uh, really grateful that he was here. Um, I just appreciate his perspective. I appreciate his journey. And, you know, those of you out there, a lot of you don't have autism. You don't know what it's like. Um, or those even DID or borderline personality or bipolar or whatever. You don't have those things. But isn't what he said relatable? How many of you feel that way? Like on the level of your own understanding, have you not experienced all of this in your life? So I, I, I appreciate this so much because it's one of those situations like, well, you know, huh, never thought that way. Just hearing a different perspective or even having compassion at with someone's perspective or their life helps open your heart to different possibilities, a different way of thinking. And I find that beautiful. And you can't get that trying to be like everybody else. Everybody wants to enroll you in their coaching program or their philosophy and their way of life. But ultimately, deep inside, You have your own path to follow that I believe that God has created for you, that God will communicate with you. But none of this stuff is possible when you're distracted with all the noise, all the extra extra uh, curricular noise, the media noise, everyone else's opinion, getting caught up in the game of social media and allowing that to affect your ability to see the truth and the truth inside of you. The truth that's guiding you. Man, I appreciated that. Really, really grateful for Christopher's time. 
God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. Truly, truly appreciate it. Again, thank you to stateandliberty.com, which, well, thank you to State and Liberty. You can go to stateandliberty.com and check out their amazing suits um, and just formal wear. It's a great, great organization. Uh, Thank you to Pathwater. You can go to drinkpathwater.com. Use my my name as the promo code, Joshua T. Berglund. And uh, thank you to Bod by Alley. Appreciate your support of the show, too. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you for your support. Be blessed.